Hey guys, what's up? This is Eric with 520 Collective and the 520 Collective Podcast. I want to talk to you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way possible to make a podcast. Let me break it down for you. One, it's free. That's right. No cost to use Anchor. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So if you want to get on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and many, many more, then it's really, really easy, guys. You just set up an Anchor account at anchor.fm. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Again, make money, no minimum listeners. You're not going to find that anywhere else. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. So go right now and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And make sure you let them know you heard it on 520 Collective Podcast. What's good and welcome to another episode of the Beyond the DMs podcast here on 520 Collective. I am Eric Boston. And this show, man, you know what it is. This is where it's unscripted. Um, sometimes it's uncomfortable, but it's all conversations that I feel need to happen, not only within, you know, our, uh, our bubble of CHH, but I think a lot of them are just impacting the church as well. So I'm, uh, you know, just excited for the opportunity to bring these together. Um, if you want to hit me up, if you have something you want to discuss or you want to follow up, on something you hear on the show uh there's a few different ways you can do that you can hit me up on twitter or uh, i've actually i'm I'm trying out parlor i don't know if you guys have heard of it or not uh my guy zero over at the zero hour podcast he was talking about that he was you know thinking about moving over to um over to that social media platform there on parlor and I was like, well, shoot, man, if you're going to go, I want to make sure I keep up on what's going on with you and the show. So I'm checking it out, man. So if you're on Twitter or Parlor, you can uh, hit me up, follow me on either one. They're both at Eric Boston in the number three. That's at Eric Boston in the number three. So so shoot me a DM, tag me, whatever. Love to have the conversation. And if you want to leave a voicemail that I can feature on maybe a future episode of the show, make sure you go to anchor.fm slash 520-collective. And follow, support, leave a voicemail. Lots of good options there on how you can help keep us pushing forward. So, man, this is an episode that I'm excited about. Uh, it's been in the works for a minute. Uh, and, and I'm glad that it's finally coming to fruition. So I've got uh, a man joining me who is, he's a husband, he's a father, he's an author, radio personality, host of the Fathership Project podcast. So he is the Christian podcaster. You can miss him with that podcaster who's Christian talk. It's my guy, Meech Real. <laughs> What's going on, man? Ah, my man. That's awesome. I need a, I need a recording of my intro so I can use it for my show. I, I, I've never been described so, so eloquently ever in my life. <laughs> I, I, love well, I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that, but we try. That's perfect. Miss me with the podcast of that's Christian talk. I, I need a shirt or something. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm inspired. So inspired right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Right, 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 man. Well, dude, so, you know, I'm a big fan of yours, man. And, and you're part of the 520 family. Of course, your uh, show yes. is featured on 520 radio, man. Um, so it's just awesome getting you on here, man. Yeah, I'm excited to make it happen. This is actually my second podcaster to podcaster interaction i was uh, featured on a brother of mine last year which was pretty dope so this is my first like he did it because he loved me like we family so it's, so it, it hit different when it's somebody who don't gotta love you like that they like choose to rock so i'm excited this is like dope for me. i'm super i'm super humble yeah and, yeah um, to shoot a, a, just just appreciative like <laughs> right i'm thankful thank you yeah, yeah. For sure, man, for sure. So, let's ju- jump into it, man. For those who maybe don't know about you and what you got going on, man, why don't you lay it out there for them? Because I think you've got a unique story, man, where um, I-, I feel like you're like 
a few steps ahead of where some of the rest of us are in this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, I mean, you, you were, you're, you start, I mean, you kind of, you were early in on in the CHH stuff and you're kind of moving a little bit beyond that, you know? And, and I think some of us yeah. are playing catch up on that, man. So, so tell the people your story, man. Cool. Okay. So, um, I guess I'll start this off with saying that, you know, my mom and dad fell in love. And, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> what happened was I loved hip-hop. Um, I loved it to the core. You know, I was a huge, you know, dark, you know, dark rap, like, from the DMXs to the end. Like, I, like going back and looking at my childhood, which was the Fathership Project, the guys that I attached myself to spiritually when I wasn't saved, it made so much sense of where I was and how long I stayed there. So when I actually got saved, it was, I was on fire. Like my personality, like I struggled to find a gray, which sometimes I would die. Please give me some type of gray in this place. Cause I'll set it, I'll set the world on fire. If, if my passion allows me. So I hated hip hop after I got saved. Um, the content, what they were talking about, it was over with. So then I found Christian hip hop. And when I found Christian hip hop, that set me on fire again. And I was so excited about the genre that I never knew about that. I didn't know it was guys that rapped about God. Like that sounds weird. That was good because I knew, I knew it was a couple of Christian rappers from the city and I'm like, Oh man, this is terrible. I just want to listen to music. I guess I won't listen to music no more God because I can't listen to that. Um, so when I started off early on, I became a, a manager. I had four to five packs. And I and I created the CHH plug was one of my first. Matter of fact, one of my first shows was called um, Also Gospel, and I played the CHH plug for that show where I connected from Christian artists all over the world. Like, and I and God bless me, it was so crazy. I'm talking about artists like Church B, Tone Stain, uh, Angie Rose in her early early days, Thistle, and like some guys, the people that have blown up. You know, I'm yeah, Social man. Club. It, That's it what's was, up. It was crazy. It was so crazy being able to connect with some of these guys and talk to them and actually um, watch them. You know what I'm saying? And so, so what? So what was tough with my how my change and what happened after is that because I, I I found a lot of artists before they came up, before they became popular, before in the midst of them being popular. As I got more mature in the faith, I got to watch a lot of believers leave the faith. A lot of people being frustrated with the the Christian listeners expectations from the Christian artist. And I watched the, 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 the degradation of scripture and the lack of grace and ability to even have these conversations. So you were either a hater or a Pharisee, or you just didn't have it. So, so I watched all this stuff and I became very, very bitter. So then I feed this up to when my cousin was murdered a couple years ago. And I didn't know what to do with anybody rapping and bragging about the street life at all. And I started to notice that kind of wave as hip hop, it, you know, made, you know, super, super, uh, super sensationalized and stuff. It became a little more prevalent in Christian hip hop. And I began to hate Christian hip hop artists. Where I'm talking about, I, I was managing artists while I was attacking real artists. Like they weren't human beings. You know what I'm saying? And I've had arguments with some decently influenced Christian artists. And I felt right that because I was being righteous, which was funny because I felt right because I was being righteous, which is the definition of self-righteousness, because it was about I and feeling righteous. So, um, so I left the genre, I left everything. I uh, got rid of my, my five, six-year baby. That was a CHH plug. I released all my artists and um, tried to become a Christian again. You know, like I had to re reread the Bible through a new lens. I had left my church. Um, I had really <laughs> went through it. Um, and then, you know, years later, as my heart began to heal, as I began to find uh, my Christian voice in view again, outside of my hate and anger and bitterness and frustration that I had to work through, life for real, um, I went back to podcasting and promoting Christian artists and trying to find a way to encourage a genre that I don't agree with fully trying to find that weird web all the way until God actually exposed me to finding my purpose. So fast forward through all of that while I was trying to do this for CHH and do this for Christian, 
do this for Christians. I realized my biggest issue wasn't Christian hip hop. It wasn't anything but I wasn't in my purpose. So I was trying to serve everybody. I was trying to talk to everybody. I was trying to meet every issue. Like I was doing too much. <laughs> yeah. Legit, I was doing I was I was worried about everything and everybody and every point and every topic and I wasn't nurturing my purpose. You know, I was malnutritionist, which also usually happens when you self righteous. You you puffed up in one area, which means you are neglecting everything that matters. So then God, you know, put this in my heart a year ago and I actually got the guts a couple months ago to actually put out the fathership project and actually focus in my purpose, which is identifying um, unhealthy behaviors that and try to resolve unhealthy behaviors and relationships through father-son reconciliation by focusing on a conversation between the father and the son and the son that is a father or that son that has a father and men, sons that become fathers. And, and it's just really kind of changed my whole perspective. That's what's up, man. And I, I definitely want to talk some more about the fathership project. But one thing that you said, man, that really stood out was you know you were you're talking about how you were trying to do it all and you just can't. And, and I think that's um, that's something that CHH in particular um, has got to figure out, man. Because I, I, and I, the thing about it is, I think that now even like artists and stuff are realizing that that's the case because you hear people talk about how. We need more platforms. We need more people behind the scenes doing stuff mm -hmm. because there. I mean, while there's some of us, and and I feel like that's growing. I mean, I can tell you from just watching other people that I respect and and just my own experience that yeah, man. Whenever you step into this kind of role in this space, I mean, it happens quick, dude, because people are hungry. For those yeah. people that's going to help them, man. And then you find yourself doing exactly what you're talking about, where you're trying to do everything and it's just constant. And yep. I mean, that it's not necessarily a bad thing, but whenever you're trying to juggle, you know, your CHH life, your home life, um, you know, some of us yeah. maybe in school, I mean, dude, it's crazy. When you're trying to be God, a human will fail. I mean, and that's kind of one of our biggest issues. Like, the only person that can be omnipresent and do everything and juggle it and balance it is that's why that's that's why sometimes because we say God so much, it's lost its impact because that even the word God doesn't actually do justice to what the Father is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's but that's the best way we can describe it. Um, and honestly, the real true issue, and I and I'll connect with this, and I want to be careful because I don't. I don't want to come off bitter about CHA because I thank God. Dude, be honest, man. This, be honest. This is where we I'm have not, these honest conversations, man, that need to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, be honest. Let's hear it, man. Let's talk it out. So, so I got to keep it a bean. CHH, literally, as a baby Christian, saved my life. Because I was depressed when I had to let go of those strongholds of music. I loved hip-hop. I'm talking about it was an item. I mean, I did. I loved it. Loved it. Like... I could hear DMX pray and cry, but go to church and be able to pray and it not be affecting me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. weird when talk about something that ha that you have no personal connection to, which proves that why you be so excited when you hear somebody else say it, the power that it should have within itself. So, um, the issue with, so the issue with CHH is that it doesn't have an identity. Um, and so many artists in the genre don't have identity and that's honestly what birthed he created the THH club was because the music was the last pillar that we talked about because I wanted to focus on the believer my biggest issue was having mature artists that were immature believers so you didn't really you didn't really have any power no matter how talented you were um and that's why I wanted to focus on that and try to find the artist to give to try to help impose where their identity came from. But at the same time, which is a huge, why I say Christian hip hop struggles with identity, because at the same time when I did this, I was a young believer. <laughs> I didn't have an identity. 
I wasn't living in my purpose. And I was doing a lot of dope stuff. I was a youth minister, heavy in the church, newly married, newly saved, on fire, preaching on Sundays with 300 people coming to the... I, I had all the resume on paper crap that could make you feel validated. Right? I had all the accolades, but I didn't have the relationship with God. I didn't have it. I didn't have the identity because God gives us purpose. That's why God changed people's names. That's why he said, stop doing that. I make a fish with the men. Like he, he, God always dealt first with purpose. Like, I mean, like he, how can I say that to make it? Christ never wanted you just to be all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Like, like everything that Christ did, everything that God has put, everything in the like, so intentional. Why this person walked on water, but that person didn't. Like everything mattered, and it was because everything has its purpose. The body has a purpose. The finger, the thumb, like everything matters. And when you're trying to be everything, that's when the imbalance comes from. Because then you have so much faith in yourself that you can even. You can even solve it. I mean, I heard in the movie once a man said that it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out the world has problems, but it does take a room for the idiots to think that they're small enough to fix them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, we, like, so identity helped me find my place that gave me peace in actually doing what God put me here to do and however that fail. And what's tough is coming into the genre, which a lot of artists do, they were rappers already in the world, you get saved, just like I was. I was already into this genre, into rap, whatever, when I was young, you know, get saved, jump right into it again. Like, and I'm just transferring, I'm just Christianizing everything that I did in the past, and I'm never dealing with my heart. You know, I'm kind of a, you know, I call, I used to call it, when I was really bitter about DJ when I first left, I, I called it, um, it was the, the C stood for Constantine, the CHH. And anybody who knows just a little bit of the history of Constantine, you know, Constantine actually was, was responsible for a lot of false converts, basically. Like he he let people take in all their pagan rituals and say we're just Christianizing. So so the men, so the people call themselves Christians, but they never had their heart right. Right? right they, there right. was never there was never any repentance. There was never any walking away, and like there was never no go sin no more. It was just hey, just say this, cool. We need the numbers. It look good, bang. So for me, so I was already out of order. So I'm out of order. Leading people, <laughs> and, and, and it created a it, it created such a buildup that um, it was really it was really tough for me to see things purely because of what had happened to me. Going off of that, man, you know, like, here, here's the thing: like, you and I have been talking for a minute, and, and we knew we yep. wanted to get on. We wanted to get on here. We wanted to have this discussion and, and have this show. But then a couple of days ago, man, and I wanted to quote it. Word for word, but my Twitter's not acting right for whatever reason. So I'm gonna kind of paraphrase it, and you can you can correct me. But like you put out a tweet, man, where you said, "Hey, you know, basically, I want to be able to have a real conversation, not just about Christian hip hop, but I think um, about Christian entertainment uh, as yeah. well." This is my favorite word. Yeah, yeah. 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 I want to have. Like, so I really, really want to have this conversation about Christian content, but I, I don't think it's possible. Well, I, I want to see if we can have it, man, or, or at least a, a part of it, dude. Because, like, when you said that, you know, I responded to you right away. I'm like, well, let's have yeah. it then, you know, because I'm like, this is this is it, man. This is what we need to have. Because here's the thing about it, dude. Like, and, and maybe some people that are completely 100% wrapped up and identified within CHH might not like it, but that's okay. Um, I think what you're seeing is there's a lot of people who have put time into this genre and that have worked hard to help, you know, spread the gospel and and to make, and to, and to make this genre relevant that are now saying, Hey, you know, it's bigger. It's bigger than this. You know, what we're supposed to be doing is bigger. Like CHH is a part of, of, of a whole. You know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of us are getting to be at. And so I'm not sure, you know, like the, I, there was an interesting conversation I had a couple of nights ago with some guys and it was just about, you know, a lot of people say, you know, hey, is CHH dead? You know, that's a conversation that's been happening for a while. Right. And, and some people say, yeah. yeah, it's dead or it's dying. It's like, you know, maybe it's not dying, but I think maybe the way that we've been used to it for the last 
several years is dying yeah. and it's coming back around to be a new version of CHH and that's mm-hmm. going to incorporate those bigger ideas and that that bigger picture uh because we're 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 just getting to that point where we got to grow man so tell tell me about what led you into putting that out there tweeting that out there what was behind it and and what can we unpack from that <laughs> okay so listen because we are family i am definitely family with the collective i love man y'all you guys encourage me to to keep going keep pushing so I'm going to have this conversation that I would not have with no one else or anywhere, especially publicly. Um, was I, I also going to say, interesting conversations. I could write a novel about interesting conversations that I've had, especially surrounding Christian hip-hop and the genre. Now, this is what, now what I won't do is in my maturity now. If you would have called me two, three years ago, we would have had a fire show. I would have I said, <laughs> man... I would have shared the tweets and DMs and all. And, and honestly, man, you know, me being where I'm at now, man, the worst thing that I, the one thing that I regret and I always kick myself back in time is that I had the opportunity to talk to some very influent artists and I only spoke to them and talked to them as very influent artists outside, I, instead of talking to them as believers. Yeah, yeah. And it's a way different way that I'm going to talk, that I would talk to somebody that's a, that's a, icon or per you know versus somebody who i consider a brother and a sister you know what i'm saying and right that's that's one of that's one of my biggest mistakes um coming up but i mean the thing is is like you know we're not we're not here to call people out i mean i want to be able to encourage people with these discussions to um hopefully help us take those next steps man and and so that's what it's all about man and and if people get if people are, are have a problem with that man i mean so be it I mean, you you got to oh, grow, no. so you got to grow. No, no. And like, and but you still want to be able to talk to these people. You know, the Bible talks about how hard it is to win someone back after you've offended them, <laughs> right. and that's a fact. Like, yeah, it's, it's almost impossible. I've cut, I've burned too many bridges um, because of my delivery. I don't regret anything I've said, but I do regret how I've said it to them because I wouldn't say it the same way to somebody that I would kill for. And when you think about us as believers and us coming together in the collective, you know, there may be a time I may have to stand up for you. You feel me? And yeah. it could get big, especially how we looking at all this stuff. And I ain't gonna get into that one. Right, right, right. But well, let, let's look. So we let's, let, get, let's look at like this, Meech. Let's look at it like this, where, um, man, you know, I think that if people just go and look at that tweet and they look at it on the surface, maybe they can be a little rubbed the wrong way by what you said. I don't know, but uh, but if we if we if we unpack it a little bit though, man, I think they'll that that they'll see what the true meaning behind it is. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was super geeked that you reached out. Listen, I was definitely apprehensive because I'm like, oh my god, I, I just literally have been able to remove myself in the last two years from you know tweeting CHH artists and having the actual you know back because you know. Is we all? It seems that we always have time for that. I remember people who didn't answer messages for interviews message me to cuss me out when I said I disagree with their content. But anyway, what <laughs> the came from me watching believers and see, see what's up? Whatever. CHH is so small that yeah. we know each other. The big names know these little names, and there's an issue within that that you see people that are influent in the culture too big to pull up some of the little people because there's 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 no back end. There's no there's no value in you reaching out to a certain platform because they not they ain't popping. You feel me? So the goal which led to for for a while left is legit because people how do you motivate and encourage a culture that is aspiring to leave the culture to view that as success? You know, like you like it's it was Rab- like Rabzilla was the the first door, but then BT was success. Oh, glory to God! I'm, I'm talking to Ellen, or I'm talking to you know I'm with Kurt Franklin at the BET Awards. I'm sitting next to Two Chainz. It wasn't the success of encouraging believers in a Christian platform for the sake of the faith and building up other Christian, uh, you know, content creators. But yeah, I got a bunch of believers talk about sin. Many of them Christian artists. Um, a couple of them was even pastors or uh, were pastors, our pastors. 
and I left the conversation about profanity. And it it upset the flesh niche that wanted to go in on. But it hurt the Christian <laughs> it hurt me spirit, it hurt my heart because I'm thinking about the young niche. When I first came to Christian hip hop, whatever Lecrae would have said was literally the gospel to me. And I think about how this stuff impacted me when I first got in and first got saved. Because they did. Christian artists when I first got saved impacted me more than my pastor did. Like that's a fact. I'm not proud of it, but it's a fact for me. And and I always remember that niche that when I see some of the foolishness that happens, and not just in CHH, it happens in the body, just like it happens in the world and all like it made me think about that kid that's like, see, man, I thought I was struggling. This is normal. And that's what made me I dog, I really wish I could have the conversation with believers about how we should be carrying ourselves versus seeing conversations attack believers that are that are convicted by sin. And I just made the post like because before the post would have been direct, like, hey, out of added hey my man, you wallet. What's what's up? But I'm like, no, I don't wanna find somebody wrong. I wanna have a conversation so that we can correct one another without any kind of malice. Like because that's what I believe that this the genre was for. That's what that see. That's why I feel so easily, you know, affected when I see that C is saved my life. So that you know, I know it's just a letter in front of H hip hop. Yeah, but that C that that C matters to me. Well, and you know? and here's what it reminds me of, dude. Uh, like what you like just listening to you and and hearing some of that meaning behind it. I, I just feel like we as the church are at a very interesting point at you know right now um yes. to where we've got to have some conversations we've got to have some you know look in the mirror you know times and talk through some stuff like dude i was having a conversation uh in a group text with some of my friends they're here locally you know and these aren't chh guys i mean these are guys i've known for 20 years right and and i said something about how um man the you know the the church has stuff that needs to work on you know if we're gonna be a leader on some of these social issues and different stuff that's happening and you know my 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 guy came back at me and like tried to you know he he was trying to call me out he's like well you know how how who are you to point out stuff and 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 blah 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 and leave and act like you're not doing anything or i'm like dude no 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 first of all we got to get on the same page here whenever i say we the church I'm including myself. Uh, you know, I'm not excluded from that. When I, when we say the church, when we say, and I feel like it applies to Christian hip hop too, kind of like what you're saying, man. When we're talking about what's going on in the space, and, and we're talking about here on, you know, on, on a podcast, we're not, we're not left out of that just because we're the ones on the mic and we're behind the scenes and we're the podcasters or whatever. We're not left out of that. We, we, we want to have these conversations because we are in it. And how can we improve the situation? You know what I'm saying? So get out of this whole idea of when someone says something that they see as an issue, get out of them, get, get out of this uh, state of mind of saying, oh, well, they're just coming at, you know, the artist or, or whatever it may be. Like, nah, though, we're, we're, we're talking about all of us because it's accountability, yeah, the S versus that. You know what? You know what? I what, what what I also noticed, or and also experienced the, the our relationship. I think that we're networking backwards when it comes to fellowship. Mm. So, because my homeboys, like I, I got a group. Matter of fact, I mean, we you know we call ourselves the real ones. These are our guys. These are my. These guys can say things to me that only person that can go further is my wife. But these are. Guys Go to who and meet you are wild. Take that down. I'm talking about that post is trash. That picture, you taking too many selfies. I'm talking about like I've had conversations with my brothers that I did not get off the phone with them. Like, oh man, amen. Glory, glory to God. But no, I was I was in my feelings. I was pissed off. Yeah. Like I was so mad. <laughs> but I'm thankful that I but but we built relationship first. That they have that they have that um room with me that they can speak to me 
in that way and hold me accountable. But our relationship was solely the foundation of it was to grow in the faith. We all met up one time at a it's a it's a place in Detroit called Cuzzo that we all met up and was it was about building as believers. One guy was like, "Hey, now I've been watching y'all guys. Let's connect, right?" And through two years later, we did a whole Christian explosion concert. This is after two years of never talking about doing anything together, about connecting and that like all we did was connect each other and build each other up in faith. And I think that sometimes the issue is is that we're so ready to get to business that that becomes our relationship or we don't have a relationship at all and you just correct somebody. And unfortunately, no matter how saved we are, you gotta be, you know, go you know, go cool super you know ultra instinct level of a christian for a stranger to say hey my man you call it and you'd be like hey man man the god thanks for telling me that <laughs> like you gotta be cold you gotta be cold-blooded and i so the issue is the reason why i'm doing this now with you is because i've actually been able at some scale and like i said you don't gotta be super deep but we've done life together at some scale where at least i know we have a relationship so i know for one even if you tell me i'm wrong hey but that's sweet you kind of I know you're not doing it for no other sake, but for the for the fact of my faith. Like that's it. <laughs> so some of these mainstream artists or some of these people, these arguments get so crazy because correction and accountability comes from a stranger that they don't respect and have a relationship with as a believer. Yeah, you get so yeah, so, yeah. so it's tough. Tough. It's so tough to have these conversations because we don't respect one another as believers. Because honestly. Going back to the identity thing, we don't even know who's all, what even people consider being a Christian. <laughs> it's a lot of Hebrew, Israelite, Christian rappers out, and they're coming out of the woodworks now, but they've been feeling like that way for a long time. So, because doctrine isn't really important in Christian hip hop. We have Calvinist Christian hip hop artists. We have, you know, like agnostic Christian hip hop artists. Like, there's no identity. There's, I mean, there's Christian hip hop artists that don't believe in the Trinity. There's the ones that do. There's, 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 uh, man, reformed Christian, like, it, 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 well, not, it gets so funny. I mean, the thing is, is that Christian hip-hop's just, I mean, if we narrow it down and try to make it a, as simple as possible, it's a reflection of the church, right? Um, whatever happens yeah. in the church, it's gonna happen in CHH. And, and that was part of the conversation I was having with my guys, too, yeah. was like, man, I'm like, you know, we, we were talking about, like I said, you know, the, the, the social issues going on in the in our country and you know and i've heard it um, more than just from my guys in the group chat right you're like hey yo the, the church needs to be a leading you know at the front to to help you know make it t-. i'm like dude the the church's house is so out of order there's no way it can be a leader because we disagree on too many things you That's know true. Yeah. Yeah. and and you know that, and and of course they were like, like I don't, I don't get what you mean. I'm like, dude, just look at simple um, denominations. How many different denominations and churches no. are in your city that you know, are presenting the same scripture only a little bit different way? And if I'm a unbeliever and I and I'm looking at it from the outside, why in the world am I listening to a church who can't even you know agree yeah. on one thing? For real, that facts. I mean, like I said, one hundred percent. Sure. I mean, the Bible talks about taking care of home before you go out and become a pastor. But you got your house got to be in order, right? So, while the church, yes, church should definitely, and 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 in the church in the body's defense, there are a lot of cutting edge and in the lead conversations that the church has, but there's a reality that the world wants to have it that way. Because even talking, I mean, especially a social issue, like even talking about social injustice and racism has so many intricate layers. And it's hard to even agree because, I mean, the truth talked about it years ago about how segregated churches are and how segregated not just churches are, but the people that come to feel churches, how they feel comfortable and what type of church they go to. Like, it gets so tough that it's like, well, there are pastors that speak that unity is through Christ. But there are some people that would be like, hey, forget all that. Because, I mean, okay, we get saved, we all brothers and sisters, but, that, but we still not treated the same way. And it's a struggle 
to get a hold of a central topic when honestly everybody in the body is not saying that peace, love, and forgiveness is a mission. You know, we have a lot of different agendas even as being saved. And that makes us approach every issue differently too. So it's so it's tough and it's frustrating. But at the same time, this is why for me, it just it just, it's just more confirmation on how much we need to lean on the scriptures. Like and 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 then that gets muddy too because it's like, well, you know, how do you understand the scriptures? I've heard somebody teach that it, you know, I've heard somebody use one scripture talking about you know prosperity. And that if you've been going to this church for so long and you don't have a new car, you're not, you're not tithing right. <laughs> I, and I've heard the same scripture to talk about how powerful, how powerful somebody is because they're not chasing or they're not in love with money. Like it, it just gets tough because doctrine becomes so subjective to the person and their background and their pastor and how they grew up with it. So, in a, in a nutshell, we have a lot. We have a lot of work. Yeah, and yeah. I think what's tough for me is that believers, and I'm talking about Christians. I'm not talking about the world right now. And I, and I've had this, and I've experienced this, and it's what caused a lot of division and frustration. Is that we can't even agree on the Bible. People that because we as people that consider ourselves Christians are not fully convinced and sold out to. The word of God being the word of God. Like I've talked to believers. I've heard other believers denounce the word, the Bible. And then you get into the, oh, well, you know, the church in NC and you get it like it, it gets real tough. Because if I call myself a Christian and you call yourself a Christian and I believe that the word and the Bible is the word of God and I'm going, I will fall and die on this hill. You're like, man, I don't, I believe in God, but I mean, the Bible was made, was made by white men. So now when a social issue comes, we're already, we're already messed up because we have no, we have no foundation and we have nothing to fall on and everybody is mad on their side and, and, and believers, but not, we're, we're not looking for compassion on, but like we're, we're trying to be left and right when we should be really trying to find balance, but you can't find balance without foundation, you know, without a solid foundation. So it, 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 it's tough, man. It, it, it's tough. It's not all bad. You know, anybody who living that's not a, that's a non-believer, listen. The best decision you'll ever make is salvation. All the ugliness and the muddiness, because I, I feel like this need to be said. I don't know, I don't know how long they're going to listen. listen. <laughs> Go for accepting it, man. Accepting Jesus, Jesus Christ in my life was the best decision I made by far. It made, the man I am, the father I can be, the employee it makes it better all the denominations and all the you know white man made this and the black and all of that is man made philosophy and ideology and, and idolatry but Christ alone is it's just undefeated so we talk about the the human aspect of something that God put in the place for it to be holy and we're still trying to figure it out. That's why we lean. That's why we're supposed to be leaning to Christ. So choose Christ. Listen, it ain't no better alternative. It ain't no more righteous way than outside of accepting Jesus Christ in your life. And some Christians wouldn't even disagree with that. But that's my point. That's my, you know, that's my, that's my, my pitch. There it Except is, Jesus man. 20. There I'm it done. is. <laughs> <laughs> man, so let, let's, let's, uh, let's bring back in for a minute, man. Cause there was something, um, there was an interaction I had actually today, um, on social media on twitter that i wanted to get your insight on as well you know like we kind of joked at the beginning of the of the episode about the whole um you know you definitely label yourself and i you know i think you know i i count myself in this as well you know we're labeled as you know we're, we're christian podcasters right uh we joked about yes. you know the whole podcaster who's a christian and, and you know poking yes. a little bit of fun at that debate that's happened for way too long in chh um but I think what it comes back down to, it, it ties in exactly to what you're saying, right, man? Like, um, how you're approach accountability. But I feel like, man, when we talk about this, a lot of times, maybe if I'm an artist and I just keep hearing this from platforms and gatekeeper, whatever you want to call people, um, mm -hmm. 
you know, at some point, maybe it feels like, oh, man, well, they're just picking on us, right? So this conversation that happened on Twitter today, um, I think is a good chance to actually jump up and show, hey, just because you have a platform or I have a platform doesn't mean that we're uh, excluded from that accountability as well. So there was uh, someone who put out a question of, um, you know, hey, do, do you censor or um, adjust your your music in order to appease these platforms because you're concerned about getting on them, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and my response was simply, man, don't you don't have to appease blogs, um, you know. And if I'm speaking specifically for nope. our our um, platform, five twenty, we simply don't expect it. You know, uh, we we keep it pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Of we have our criteria for posting. Uh, if a song meets that or a content that's sent to us meets that criteria, cool, we'll post it. Uh, if it doesn't, we don't, and we move on. You know, uh, that doesn't mean that we care for you any less or we don't support you. Um, because ultimately, I, w- I want to get you guys all going in the right place. You know, like what what do you think of that conversation, dude? I think uh, I think it's a great conversation. Um, I had I actually did artist development, and I would do like I had an aspect where we broke that down, and it was so tough and devices. For me, honestly, and I and I say this, man, the the only people that have to worry about conforming and doing all of that are people who are not financially literate. Now, let me explain and get into that fully. If you are solely dependent on someone to make to pay your bills, you have to do what they want you to do. That's a fact. You know, the whole Nick Cannon is a great example. He made a comment about a group of people that have been signing his checks with people about 14 to 13 years old. You cannot fight the system that pays you or bite the hand that pays you. So what this ha- what happens when I brought finances, what happens with artists and people and myself is that I had this dream that I was going to put out the CHH plug and blow up. Everybody's going to love it. I'm making all this money, all these reads, and, and that's going to pay my bills for my family. Bang. But if I have a standard, then I'm not available and accessible to everybody, which means I'm cutting my business ahead. So for me, to do what I want to do for my podcast or whatever, I have to become financially, I have to become, let me not say I'm collateral the ride, but I'm going at it. Because I had to put myself in a place financially that whether 14 million people love my podcast or 12, I'm going to still put out Christian content and I'm going to pay for it out of pocket because the content, because I, because God is my back. God is, God tells me, is my curator and tells me to put out my content. But if you're trying to get a, a placement on the WB or a placement in Bad Boys 3, listen, it's not a trick. You're going to have to fix your content. They want, they have certain, they have certain, just like you said, they got qualifications just like we do. And unfortunately, if you need acceptance from somewhere, you're going to have to conform. That's my biggest issue about calling yourself a Christian, not calling yourself a Christian. I don't think every Christian artist, like, I'm a Christian father. I'm a Christian husband. When I play 2K, I'm a Christian, you know, I got a Christian avatar. You know, like, like, (laughs) everything I do, has first to do. That's why even in my my, my header for my, on Twitter, I'm, I'm a Christian first. Then I'm a then I'm everything else. Yeah, because that's my foundation of my behavior and my worldview. My man Jordan Ramble said in the song, he said, "Man, looking at all this stuff on the news, I want to hate cops, but I forget that I'm saved." Like, listen, my foundation is what keeps me together. Because if I don't have that as my foundation, I'm gonna go another way. That's a fact. The moment I stop being Christian Demetrius, it's a whole other world of man y'all gonna see. And I have this, and, and so, so you don't have to ever call yourself a Christian, or whatever, because I should be able to tell in the content. Because I know a Christian artist right now that talks so reckless, and I'm, I'm almost confused at why he keeps calling himself a Christian artist. I, it blows my mind. But he says he's a Christian artist. Right. Because he, I see why. I'm talking about, it's not even saying some of the legalistic, you know, Christian cuss words. I'm talking about he legit just talking faith. It's like a legit, you know, Jay-Z or somebody. Like, you just don't, like, wait a minute, you say, oh, okay, that's crazy. But this is my thing. 
if you have to politically or pub, you know, and I think literally because anything you can publish about is a political thing because people are going to believe that you stand on the side. If you have to come out and tell the world that you're not a Christian person, that's for a reason. And most of the time, I've seen people that that have denounced the faith publicly. I mean, denounced the the, the Christian heading publicly is because they need acceptance for an anti-Christian public company or business or cosign. So there are many believers who never call themselves Christian anything, but everything in their content, everything the way they carry themselves is Christian. And they will never come out. I have a one of my closest friends, he's a Christian artist. He will never say he's a part of CHH, right? But he will never come out and say he's against CHH. Like, because the only point of bringing that up publicly is to tell somebody else that's against it, hey, y'all, I'm cool too. Hey, y'all, I'm not a Christian rapper. I'm just a rapper. But I'm saying, but you don't got to know that right away. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's weird and it's unnecessary. Well, I don't got to call my... No, no, I mean, like, my thing is, is, dude, like, you know, if you want to be able to say whatever in your music, that's your prerogative, man. You know, if you feel like, like, God is telling you that he's cool with it, I mean, you know, go for it by all means. My thing is, is, like, don't be upset whenever platforms that are are on, you know, have that same ultimate goal of pushing the gospel uh don't be upset if 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 one of us you know doesn't feel like it meets the criteria that that we can't tell it because it's not us saying that we reject you it's saying hey this particular one we can't rock with man but i still want the best for you so you know whenever we see artists that get upset with the quote-unquote expectations of chh or, or or just christian media in general Dude, that's crazy, man. You you gotta know. I mean, if you if you know a little bit of the scripture, man, you gotta know what most people should be expecting, and you should be happy that that is happening, man. That there is that standard. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know, dude. It, it, it blows my mind, man. It's tough because, like I said, people trying to make it. You know, some people have you know walked out on faith, and, and I'm not gonna nobody not to quit their job to be a rapper. If you want to do that, go hard. But I want to tell you that. The, your most successful rapper, not the most famous, the most successful rapper works harder than any nine to five. My wife is an entrepreneur. She works way more hours and she works way harder than my nine to five. It's, that's just a fact. So any entrepreneur, if, if you think just putting out a dope, if you think the studio aspect or the recording aspect of podcasting or the acting or the acting in this one scene as whatever, if you think that that aspect is the bacon, <laughs> you you all the way behind. Because the work is what you just don't see the work. You see the food, and that's why one you can be successful, and you can be a you can be a private Christian that is super successful and give all your success. You know, glory glory to God for this. Like a little Wayne say, "Oh, I want to give glory to God," right? And you're like, "Huh? How though?" You know, and, and people say, oh, well, you don't know, they walk, you don't, I'm like, yeah, but God do tell us, you know, like, so, so then it gets tough into the script. So, so the, the battle of this is, and this is how you learn when we learn to have these conversations, is that I think it was a believer, and this, this is just for me, a believer was cussing on Twitter, I reached out to him, like, cuz, you kind of wild, I met you through the CHA club, I met you as a Christian artist, and like, oh, no, nah, bro, I'm good, I just don't censor myself anymore. And I had to say, okay. Because the Bible does also tell us about pointless arguments, mm-hmm. and you have to, and you have to, be, you have to, you know, we have to grow in discerning people where they are. And because, like I said, for me, I've watched Lecrae talk. You know, I, I was, I came up with Lecrae talk about Sin Me I Go Jesus music to him and Ty Dolla I got to watch that whole transition. I got to watch him talk about himself. Before he became this artist, and everybody can say whatever that you know. I'm not saying the boy going to hell. I'm just saying that he changed, and changing always bad. But it's not bad that people do change. So understanding when people are in the transition of change, you got to be careful on how you approach it because when you change, and well, you hide on yourself. You know, when I lost my first twenty pounds, people couldn't tell me nothing. I put on a one head. I knew I wasn't gonna fit it, but I felt good. 
because I did something that I was excited about. Yeah. So I'm watching guys excited about stuff. And so I'm praying for them to go through that process. I remember being a mad Nazi. I remember being an atheist. I remember being mad at God when people were taken away from me. I, I remember that process. And I, and I remember people trying to talk to me and I wasn't trying to hear it. But I'm thankful for the seeds planted. Because on the, on the back end, I've been guilty. We could be guilty of trying to not just plant seeds, but, you know, plant a seed, water, and grow it. And the Bible tells us that we only got, we only got power to do too. And it's either or, you know, water or plant. None of us can give increase. We do want increase. I want increase. I'm, like I said, let's, I can be honest. I've seen, I'm like, like, bro, I want you to just say, hey man, I've been wilding. Nietzsche's right. Jesus is Lord. I'm sorry for all the weird stuff I was saying. Forgive Like, I didn't want that. And that's, and that's me. Or that's the Christian first. I got to correct all that because I want him to give me the glory. So, I'm wrong too. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, that's why, why I have to, we have to follow the word because the word is a two. That's why I thought a two-edged sword. Do you know that, you know how a two-edged sword works? No one walks away from it. That's the whole part, point of it. So, when I'm talking about, I'm talking to people about profanity, which I, I'm also not being a because I'm sensitive about profanity because I struggle in it, right? So, I'm more sensitive to that. Just like somebody who struggles with alcoholism, like, these things are for a reason, and it's supposed to be for us to hold each other up. But when you are indulging in it, it feels good to be drunk, to be wild, to, to, to live the, the false sense of freedom and recklessness is intoxicating. And people talking about Jesus as well, Corinthians, and that's why they say, don't, you know, like, bro, you blowing my heart. I'm high off this right now. And, and honestly, it's tough because so many believers are growing and many different, I'm talking about for real, for real, coronavirus has really had some believers sit down and actually read the Bible for the first time in a 20, 20 year long career, in a 10 year long career, five year, like it's a lot of people who have just sat down and opened them scriptures. And if any of us can remember how we was when we were first saved to five years in, to 10 years in, like we went through some seasons and some understanding. I've preached something that I, I keep the recording because I can listen back to it to remind myself how passionate I was about false teaching. I was a passionate false teacher. I'm talking about, I was calm with it. <laughs> and I was telling people foolishness because I was, I was immature and I was unteachable. Yeah. <laughs> and that's usually the curse and the disease of being young. <laughs> unteachable <laughs> and reckless because you know everything you are, you're bulletproof when you're younger so so it's so 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 it's so many conversations that need to be had I think the biggest conversation that needs especially with Christian content so that's writers authors bloggers because there's a lot of bloggers that's more reckless than any Christian artist I've ever heard you know what I'm saying I don't I don't understand Christian bloggers talking about Kashi 69 or Nicki Minaj because if I'm struggling with pornography you can put up a video that's going to send me gone. You know, it wouldn't take nothing. You know what I'm saying? So Very true. Very this true. Is, this is about Christian content from a pastor to a teacher. Because, you know, these blogs and all that, you're taking a position in Christianity and speaking, you're ministering. And the Bible talks about what ministering and what that, that stuff holds an audience. And you and that holds responsibility, which demands accountability. So now you're not in the church with the suit on and you're elder or deacon such and such. But God don't look at all them titles and all that. No, like, oh man. Like, he's not looking at deacon such and such that you know his wife while you're just a regular Christian that's promoting promiscuity on this side. Like, he's not looking at y'all different. Like, man, I'm going to send him to hell, but I get him. He's just being real. He's being transparent. Like, not like, like, the biggest conversation is that we have to address that we struggle with sin and that sin is real and Jesus is our answer. Not conformity, not accepted by the world, not a millions of you. Uh, it's not. We just watch the whole worldwide snitch still make money from being having no standard. So you don't gotta have a standard to be paid. We, we this is like this we don't you don't need that. You just gotta be popular with a gimmick. Yeah man. No it's it's crazy dude. We're I mean, you know, and we're, I think we're just scratching the surface of stuff, man, to be honest with you. You know, there, there's so much, there's so in, uh, and it's deep. Um, you know, like, like we said, it's, it's uncomfortable at times. Um, and so we got to get people willing to get to that point. 
but uh but dude i mean it's it's a start you know what i'm saying it's a start um dude Mitch, i want to talk i want to talk about the the new podcast so you kind of did an overhaul like you said man you got you got the fathership project and you got the new website all that stuff man like like give us a rundown on it man cool that's cool you know you know it's funny that was that's was actually pretty pretty expert level trying you know segueing look <laughs> it was because the depth of this stuff like it sounds hey man stop struggling you know hey don't talk about these rappers but don't like that's yeah of course does but I'm not meeting the issue of why this stuff even validates you. Right. Fathership Project is me finding a specific issue that I dealt with and I deal with and I know many others deal with. My father and my, I had great parents. I hated each other. And I'm going to tell anybody, if your kid grows up and knows that you, his mommy and his daddy don't love each other, that does something. That's traumatic. And, and it's going to unravel somewhere in his life when the two pillars of his of his whole being aren't connected. That right there does something to every child. Some children are stronger. Some psychologically, like some some like. But there, but so that would make a strong black. If I watched my mother work four jobs growing up, and my dad wasn't in my life, any artist or any. TV show that's empowering black women I'm go- that's gonna hit me different because I watched a powerful black woman go hard you get what I'm saying like it, that matter that don't matter to me when I hear about a, if my dad was the was the dope man and was getting money and made sure we all ate my mama ate he had people move in with us he bought houses he made sure like he cast out everything and I got friends that don't even have a daddy they broke when I hear somebody talking about street life that hit different because my because my family grew up through that and we survived and we ate. It don't mean it isn't having a negative effect, but I, but I, but I, but I can indulge in unhealthy relationships because of what it did for me. And some of this stuff comes to our childhood. Like, so me attacking a rapper, or me attacking your content, or me attacking you smoking, or you, I could be attacking the very fabric of what keeps you sane from how you grew up. What if your daddy died at 10 years old and all he talked about was Jay-Z? Oh, man, Jay-Z is my favorite rapper. Y'all used to listen to Jay-Z. Y'all, thought, y'all had these moments and it was around. Because music will remind you of something. I listened to a song that took me back to one of my exes. I'm like, oh, my God. I just I just went back to the time and being dumb again. Like, because music has that power. That's why I do respect artists. Because they have that, their time capsule. They have the ability to take you back to a moment and a feeling. So... What if that happened with your father and I'm attacking the one piece that you and your dad always, always agreed on? Your dad hated you or y'all beefed out your whole life. But when it came to rap or when it came to football, when it came to this, that was your guy. And then somebody tries to take that away from you. You're going to meet you gonna meet them with all the smoke in the world. So you're attacking something that, 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 that he could be on a different level. So the, fathership, so, so the fathership project is me trying to, in my purpose, heal places that I'm just starting to heal. This is how I feel about my father. There's a reason why when you go into a certain neighborhood, when you see another man, y'all are, y'all are immediately beefed out unless y'all get to know each other, then y'all become friends. And then you look at statistics and look at how many people grow up without a father. So if you grow up and you don't even know what a man looks like, you can order and, and your mother hate them or hurt by him. You already grow up in a world where the man is the enemy in your house. And then we look at our communities and we can see the direct effect of how viewing one another as as just an op or for the enemy, what it does. And so, so it gets so deep. So this is what God's been commissioned, commissioning me to do and to encourage men to, you know, like we got to forget pops because pops messed us up, man. And it's not our fault. I'm a father. My kid, my kid grows up to be messed up. It's not his fault. It's mine. Now Christ can heal him and walk him through, but that that I, that don't that don't give me the point to ignore the fact that he was he went through trauma, that he went through something. You know what I'm saying? Or he's holding on to something because it makes him feel comfortable, um, because it was a connection to his father. So, long story short, man, I'm really trying. I really found my place, thankfully, 
So I want to heal. I want to help people go through the conversation of healing and reconciliation. Whether your father went to prison, whether he just didn't want to rock with your mom, whether or whether you a father and you've been a deadbeat for five years because your dad was a deadbeat and you, don't, you think you've been gone too long. Like, I really want to help somebody be reconnected to their son because your kid wants you. You could be gone for 20 years. As long as you're alive, even if your kid hates you, they want you back in your they life. That's why they mad. That's why they hate you. Because <laughs> they biologically needed you and emotionally and psychologically and spiritually. And you weren't there. And I want, and I've talked to a couple guys like, dog, go back. Yes, he's going to be mad at you. That's your fault. So take all that anger to be there because he needs you. And that stuff starts to cool things, man. Um, it just does. It just does. And I'm blessed to say that I'm not talking about nothing that I can stand on the pedestal about. That's been the most, uh, bl- the biggest blessing about the Fellowship Project is that I am talking about the most intimate battles, fears, shortcomings I've ever had in my life. So even when I'm talking to church and another brother, I'm like, bro, I'm struggling with that today. Like, and, and I'm telling you that I understand where you at. So how about your leg shot, my arm shot? I hold your leg, you go, you grab my shoulder, let's walk together. Because I, I, I just think that's a solution, man. So the Fathership Project is my uh, opportunity to do so. So having other fathers, you know, having other, you know, dead people, deadbeat fathers, fathers dealing with, you know, baby mama drama, finding ways to even build in that arena. My son, my, you know, I have a, my oldest son is not my biological son and we have that issue. So like I said, I, I'm just, it's no conversation I can have in this arena, in my purpose, where I'm too good for it to have affected me or affect me. So I'm being taught in this as well. I'm having other men of God come and talk and explain and teach and encourage because the one thing, and I'm in with this, the one thing that men don't do enough is encourage each other. It's almost weak. You know, like, can you call your man? And I got a couple of homeboys to do, but you, can you call your man? I'm like, bro, look, I, yeah, you know, I saw a game and all that. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Listen, my man, what you've been doing is fire, and I want you to know that I'm proud of you. And you don't know, because the first time I told a man I was proud of him, he started crying in front of me. And I was like, bro, hey, you know, you know, you crying. now." Chill out, bro. What you bro? like, bro? I ain't never heard that before. So not too big, you know. I'm I'm a big dude. I'm losing. I'm not as big, but I'm you know too big on me and we boo booing. <laughs> somebody said they was proud, but that touched a part of trauma and 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 hurt that hasn't been cultivated. You know what I'm saying? So it's I'm excited about my own stuff. It's just a blessing, man. So that's yeah, it in the nutshell. Well, I can man. talk about this stuff. I mean, you know, you know that we are excited about what you got going, man. That we we love the content that you do, and and the one thing I know for sure is that there are people out there that need this, and so I'm glad that you're doing it, man. Like, um, how, how do the people get plugged in, man? Like, like what what needs to happen? Oh, you said plugged in. I used to be one of my big plug things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so hard to let go. Oh, but anyway, um, y'all can follow me everywhere at Meet Real. Um, I love new content from artists, Christian artists, or artists that consider themselves Christian. I like you'll hear it if, if I if I if I'm rocking. Um, but y'all can email me at fathershipstrong at gmail dot com, and you can find everything from the podcast. I got some probably our essential t shirts. I also got a not you know a nonfiction uh, book I got up there, man. Anything you look for me through, you can go for www.thedemetriusearly.com. dot com. And Demetrius is uh, French, so it's D E M E T R I O U S. I'm I'm with special, so the Demetrius Early dot com, or you just follow me everywhere at Meet Real, and I got links everywhere, and you can find me. Let's 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 uh, let's grow, let's build, let's grow. That's what's up, man. And I think we're going to get you back on sooner than later, Please. man, and, and and talk about the book Please. stuff. Like we didn't even hit on that, man. But I feel like we talked about a lot of stuff man and a lot of important things that so i want i want people to um you know just be able to process you know the conversation dude so so we'll keep it we'll keep it respectable time like you know what i'm saying but uh and we don't like each other man we don't have to rush through any conversations because we don't know how much time we got anyway so we let's walk this stuff out i would love to come back i would love to keep the conversation going man that's that's how we learn about 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I think, I think I'm gonna want to get you on, man. And like I said, we're gonna talk. You know, the next time we're gonna talk about the book, we're gonna get the updates on the fathership project because I, I know, man, I, I know, just in my heart, dude, that we're gonna see it taking steps. You know, as we're moving forward. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. The, the, the the new podcast is on 520 Radio as well, right? Yep, 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 okay. yep. It's still there. Got everything. And like I said, it's the idea of podcast. It's still live with Leech Real. It's just different. But it's still Leech Real. Right. It's just more focused. Yeah. Yeah, man. So if you guys want to follow someone that I know 100% is a genuine dude and, and a good person to support, Go on whatever social media it is you like. Follow me, Trill, um, and be blessed by it, man. I, I know you have blessed me, bro, um, just being able to interact. Because, I mean, you know, if the people don't believe it, man, you can back it up. Me and you have talked for a while, man. I mean, it might might not be consistent, but uh, it, it's, it's you know, we've had those back and forth for a while now. Uh, it wasn't just like, oh, man, maybe I should get this dude on my podcast, you know, here recently or something that came up, man. Like, and, and I've been thankful for those conversations, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. Likewise, that been a blessing, man. Yeah, man. The relationship matters, man. It matters. Definitely, definitely. So, cool, man. Well, like I said, guys, if you listen to this episode and you got something to say, no matter what it may be, let me know what it is. Just come constructively with it. Don't don't come in your feelings. Um, you know, don't come bowed up if we said something that that made you all proud. Like, I mean, we want to hear it. We want to hear it. Just uh, just do it the right way, man. Because we want it to be conversations that are gonna have a purposeful and meaningful outcome of them. So, like I said, Twitter uh, now on Parlor as well. They're both. At Eric Boston in the number three, you can go to 520collective.com or you can go to our anchor page and leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash 520 collective. I would love that because then I can drop some more uh, interesting content besides just my voice in future episodes uh, because people don't want to hear too much of me and I know that and it's okay. It's all right. So, <laughs> oh man. Meach, dude, love you, bro. Uh, appreciate you for taking your time right, out, man. Of course. I appreciate you. This is I had a whole little argument with my kids before I got over here. I had to fuss them about some stuff, but it's, it's made me happy. I'm not even going to get no whoop when I go back in. I'm going to be loving because I've been encouraged and edified. I'm about to go love on my kids. So you you, you can say some whoop. There we go, it's man. It's been a blessing. There we go, man. <laughs> All right, guys. So we will catch you on the next episode. It's been Beyond the DMs here on 520 collective.